the college football experience UAB Blazers 2022 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/wynnbet to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the college football experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 episodes of the college football team previews. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/cfb. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/cfb. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the college football experience, UAB Blazers 2022 season preview episode. My name is Kobe Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. (laughs) I love talking Blazer football. I'm really excited about our guest because for a few years now, I feel like two years I've been following his work. Uh, Shout out to welcome to UAB for the introduction. Uh, but give it up for host of the Dragons Den podcast, which you can follow on Twitter at Dragons Den E F E L. Give it up for Will Harris. How you doing, Will? I appreciate you hopping on. Hey, I'm I'm happy to be on. Thank you very much, man. Dude, it's always the best time of year. You know, we got hope uh, for no matter the football program. Me, I'm an East Carolina guy, so for a long time, I I have a lot of respect. <laughs> For the for the group of five guys holding it down with the with the content, all right. Uh, so, and I'm very hopeful. I think this time of year, what's great is even when you're previewing UConn, even when you're previewing, you know, whoever. There's optimism. You know, maybe this year can oh, yeah. be different. Now, it's kind of different in Birmingham, in my opinion, because I, it's funny. I, I'm high on them every year. I think Bill, Bill Clark is one of my favorites because of I love the fact he stayed through the dark years. When you know when the evil enterprises that try to ruin football all throughout this country shut down the UAB football program for a few years, and he stayed consistent, and then when he when they came out of it, his team over they were projected to win like one game, and he won like seven or eight. I don't even remember. But uh, Bill Clark, late June, he steps down. I just read an article I think ESPN published about mm-hmm. uh, health related. You think there was anything yeah. more to that besides the health? So as far as we know right now, um, coach Clark, um, we know that he had uh, spinal fusion surgery on, on his vertebrae and he had a crushed nerve, but um, yeah, he had back surgery. I know he's had back surgery or he, he's had back problems for a long time. And um, it just, I, he was putting it off for a while and hoping that it would, you know, 
you know, he'd be able to coach through it and everything. But um, obviously it came to a point where it was, I guess, I guess a breaking point for him. But he, um, yeah, he, in the ESPN article, he mentioned that, you know, this is, uh, I guess his, his, his days at coach, coaching at UAB are, are probably done. Um, he mentioned that um, he might come back to coaching one day, but he said that as far as, you know, his time at UAB, he thinks that, um, you know, that ship is, has sailed, but he's, he's you know, supportive of our, of our program, obviously, and he knows that the coaches that we have in place now can get us to the next level, you know, moving into the American Conference. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's everything that I've, I've heard so far. Uh, so he hands the keys over to Brian Vincent, interim head coach at UAB was the offensive coordinator. And he was actually previously with UAB. Then he left for uh, Joey Jones in South Alabama. Then he comes back to UAB. He's been there, I think five years. So continuity wise, everything should be okay. But, and maybe, maybe that's him just being, you know, I think if you're a coach, uh, clearly, you know, you, he highly recommended this guy. You don't want to get in the way of that. And I think some of that we're saying he might not ever coach at UAB is probably because that's his friend. And that's someone that he believes will be a successful football coach. And he doesn't want to say, Oh no, I could be back in a year. No, this is his team. Yeah. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so, but it will be interesting to see if Bill Clark will be uh, back on the sidelines somewhere in college football. Cause I think he's a fantastic coach, but Bryant Vincent. And now I'm just curious. Cause I don't know much about the guy besides the fact that their offense, I think has been pretty good. You know, uh, I like the style of football they play. Traditionally, one of the more physical teams in the CUSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, what w- What about you? Someone so close to the program, were you happy with? Because we saw last year what when Frank Solich went down at Ohio. I think that was in August, though, early August. Uh, Tim Albin, his offensive coordinator, took over, and they were like a bowl team every year. But n- that that transition, I don't know what happened, but they weren't very good last year. So is that something you're concerned about or do you feel like, Oh, the, you know, we'll be okay. Well, you know, losing a coach like coach Clark, um, it, there is some area of, of concern, but I, I do have a lot of faith in coach Vincent and um, our defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, David Reeves. Um, both are very solid coaches. They've been with us for a while now. Um, I, I, you know, Vincent's been like, as you mentioned through the program with a lot of things. Um, you know, he was here in 2014, uh, as you mentioned, he went to South Alabama, but he came back and, um, he's been with these guys for a long time. So it kind of was a best of, you know, you know, best of a bad situation, I guess, if you want to say it that way, but, uh, he was, you know, I, I'm happy that we didn't try and go in a different direction this late in the off season. I think that he is, uh, he's got a good, you know, a good relationship with the players. And I feel like he, you know, it, th- there shouldn't be much of a drop off really. Do you think, cause I saw them say interim head coach. Mm-hmm. So is this season, like he's coaching for his job? Like if he goes eight and four, nine and three, you know, is he there, the the guy in the future or is UAB just, you know, I was a bit surprised not, you know, not naming him as full on head coach or is UAB maybe hoping that Bill Clark will be back. I don't know. I just thought that was a little weird. You know, I think at the time they, you know, they, they placed the interim, you know, title on him, but he, uh, he, he mentioned, I believe it was at uh, CUSA media days that he doesn't want that interim tag to stay on him. He wants to, you know, take full, you know, full control of the program and get it to the right place and get it back to, well, keep it consistent to where it has been. 
and you know well, hopefully become head coach. It's hard to recruit when if if you're saying hey. I'm the interim head coach, but Hey, uh, you know, this year, next time I might, might be, you know, the offense coordinator of uh, Northern Iowa. I don't know, but I'm saying like, it's hard to recruit, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I completely understand where he's coming from. Uh, I was a bit surprised well, to see that, but what's that? Well, I mean, he, he has done pretty well so far in the, um, even in the short time that he has been interim head coach, he has recruited really well. Um, he's gotten some, some solid players in and, um, I'm or commitments at least, but I, uh, you know, I think that hopefully we can have a good, uh, you know, good season with him, and maybe we can keep him on as full-on head coach. Yeah, I, I look, I would like to see that. If you're going to give him a shot, you got to give him a full-on shot, in my opinion. But yeah, um, uh, you know, just so the listeners know, UAB is on the verge of joining the AAC, so they're at this critical point. Where you know UCF, Cincinnati, Houston are are going to the Big Twelve, and and a slew of teams are coming up from the CUSA into the AAC. So I, I would even think uh, coaching continuity would be even more important. Not that, not that. I mean, I still think it's a step up. I still think like getting you know SMU, Memphis, ECU, Navy, even South Florida. I know they've been down lately, but a few years back they were a pretty solid program. Uh, it's a step up. I, I think a, a little bit, yeah. what, you know, in competition and, and the fact they're bringing UTSA with them and, and a few other decent schools. Uh, so I think it's, it's, it's even more a reason why you want coaching continuity. Uh, maybe the, 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 the school's thinking, well, if he doesn't do good, we can get a big name for, for our introduction into the AAC. I don't know, but I was intrigued by seeing the interim tag there. Um, definitely something to monitor. Well, let's hop into the team because uh, you know there. I like what I see on paper here. Last year, uh, obviously, Vincent was the OC, fifty-fifth uh, in scoring offense, forty-eighth in rush offense, ninetieth in pass offense, seventy-fourth in total offense. Um, now, Dylan Hopkins is penciled in as their quarterback. Tyler Johnson, who had been in and out of the, I feel like the starting. I, I feel like he was kind of like their main starter for a little bit there. Uh, and then I know they still have Bryson Lucero, but Tyler Johnson transferred out to Towson and they mm-hmm. got Jacob Zeno in from Baylor. Uh, very curious who is Hopkins kind of emerged as that guy, right? So is it, what is the pecking order there? If you had to guess on, on what that uh, one, two, three setup would be as far as UAB quarterback play in 2022. You know, at this time, I would say it's it probably it might it might be Hopkins um, starting against Alabama A and M in in twelve days. But uh, you know, he like as you mentioned, he took over full responsibility starting last year, um, right around the two lane game. He he played the first three, but didn't start. But um, he looked more and more confident as the season went on. Uh, obviously, Jacob Zeno, he comes in Baylor transfer as you mentioned. He's a big guy, six four, two fifteen. Um, he's starting for that starting spot, um, or he's fighting for that starting spot, but he has been, um, I've heard a lot of great things about him too. I know he's a mobile guy and, um, you know, Hopkins had off season surgery for his non-throwing shoulder, but Zeno took a lot of the first team reps in the spring. So he has looked good, but, um, I know that Hopkins has gotten back in and he's, he's looked really solid too. So, um, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the continuity of, you know, seeing Hopkins continue and, um, seeing him lead the team is, you know, and keeping everything consistent and keeping everything, you know, on a winning pace. But um, if Zeno comes in and he, you know, takes a certain spot, if he, if he earns it, then 
so be it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Lucero, there's no way he's starting, right? You, there's no way he'll be getting in the mix. Well, so Lucero, he has had starting experience with UAB. He's yeah. three and two all time with UAB, but um, he has been a little inconsistent, inconsistent at times. But he, um, when he's on, the guy's on. Like he's he's a solid player. Um, but I feel like he has been. And whenever I've seen him mentioned, he's been dropped down to that third spot. Interesting, and that's always risky. We see it throughout all over the college landscape these days, where you name a starting quarterback. And we just saw it with McLean, the South Florida transfer, uh, ended up going to UCF because they named the, the <laughs> Baylor starter, uh, Bohannon, the starting quarterback uh, at UCF or USF. Um, so uh, it, something, I guess, you know, maybe you don't want to reveal your hand these days in 2022. Yeah. I feel like no, everyone's everyone's a starter. Everyone's a starter <laughs> yeah. until uh, until the ball kicks off. Um, yep. Well, Dwayne McBride is back at running back and folks, uh, listeners out there, we do a DFS show every week, sometimes multiple DFS shows a week. Uh, We've been doing this for a couple of years now. And man, I, I, uh, he was, he was a guy that I, I rostered often uh, just as awesome freshman Uh, second team. I'll see USA last year. He's back. Jermaine Brown's back. Look, this backfield has been nasty for a while. And, And what is Lucia Stanley still there? Lucia Stanley, he he uh he left us last year, but he is um man, I <laughs> you you talk these running backs and everything. It's uh, you know, you mentioned Dwayne McBride, he is just he's that dude. He is so good. And then Jermaine Brown comes in and there's really no drop off. But yeah. Lucia Stanley, he was that third, he was that third guy, and he kind of had a best of both worlds situation. He he could pack a punch, but he was also quick. Um, and he was big guy. So I I really, really enjoyed watching Lucia Stanley, but um, he's gone now. But uh, I'm really looking forward to watching some Dwayne McBride and Jermaine he, Brown. And did he graduate or is he still yeah. like okay, okay? Because I was mm-hmm. confused on like, because I, dude, I knew at one point. I remember texting some of my co-hosts, being like, "Dude, UAB is like five deep in the in the running back room." I'm like, mm-hmm. everyone they have is a beast. Every, I don't, I don't know how you, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah. so, so Mc, McBride and Brown. That that's a pretty solid uh, one-two punch, if I if I must say so. Um, how about this? The wide receiver. I saw him enter the name in the portal in Trey Shopshire. Um, I I think I read that he took it back out, but it, what's what's going on there? I don't know too much. Uh, yeah, like you know, uh, I you know he he did put his name in the transfer portal, and there was some confusion there for a while. I I, I thought he was he was gone, and then he you know. I was hearing he was back and then he was gone again. I, I couldn't really tell, but I know he stayed um, and he has looked great in practice uh, and uh, some scrimmages and stuff. So he is our, by far our, our wide receiver one. He's uh, he's, he's a stud. Um, we're going to be replacing a lot of guys this year. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see who steps up, but uh, yeah, Trey Shropshire is, is our guy. Yeah. He's, I, what I'm seeing is he's the lone starting receiver returning. I know they have, you know, some other guys in the mix, Ryan Davis and Tawan Hunt, uh, Palmer um, also breaking in new tight ends. Uh, I was a huge fan. Once again, in the DFS world, I would play Hayden Pittman all the time, uh, but you lose not only Pittman, you lose Prince, the, the backup. So I'm seeing Terrell McDonald penciled in, uh, but that's a huge part of you. Like you, to me, when your ground game is that successful and you could go play action, I mean, your tight ends were killing it last year, especially mm-hmm. Pittman. 
Um, any concern there about the drop off, or do you think they'll just be fine? You know, in our style of play, I feel like um, we have made a lot of. I'm not going to call them average, but a lot of guys that you would not see at a bigger school get a chance. Really, we've made some solid players turn into great tight ends. Um, Garrett Prince was just phenomenal with us, and so is there. I mean, there was no drop off with Hayden Pittman either. There was they were those guys were both solid. Um, I'm hearing a lot of good things about Terrell McDonald. Uh, you know, he did have some playing experience with us last season, but um, Bryce Damis and uh, Malik Hunt, uh, Malik Bryant, sorry, uh, they are both going to be stepping up too. So I feel like there should be, um, there's going to be a little bit of drop off. There's, you know, hopefully not, but losing Prince and, and uh, Pittman is, is tough, but I feel like in our style of play, we can, you know, we can really make those guys into great tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the style of play sets up for it perfectly. Uh, three of five starters back on the O line. That's one thing that to me, if, if I'm talking to Joe Schmo and in, in the airport, and he just says, "Tell me about CUSA football." Uh, in my opinion, UAB is kind of like they set the tone on the line of scrimmage more so than almost any team. I know UTSA is kind of emerging as this team, uh, but over the past few years, Bill Clark's tenure, they have been a great team on the offensive line. I feel like within the conference, one of the better teams, if not the best. Uh, how do you feel about this offensive line? Oh, I mean it's. It's a, it's great, you know. Um, we've got Matthew Trahern, Kadeem Telford, and Sidney Wells, and then Will Reichard. I know is um, he came really high, highly recommended by uh, one of uh, our former offensive linemen, Lee D. Four. But he, uh, you know, those guys are just complete anchors on the offensive line, and um, there's really been no, you know, there's no, bit, there haven't been a whole lot of rebuilding years in terms of the offensive line in the last few seasons, it seems like next man up and he's, he's doing just as well as the last guy. So, um, and then you add Quincy McGee, who's, you know, a mountain of a guy, six, four, two, tw- uh, six, four, three, 20. Um, and he's, you know, coming back in and he's playing some this year, but um, I, he might be going for that last spot, but uh, you know, our offensive line has been stout and that helps out a lot with the run game. And um, they've opened up some huge holes for, um, McBride and Jermaine Brown and some of the other guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, we're going to talk Blazer defense, but I got to get us paid for a second here. I want to tell you that the college football experience, UAB Blazers 2022 season previews brought to you by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet, get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNNBET to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promo codes from sportsbook to sportsbook to assure that you get the best deal possible. The app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather for betters who make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep track of uh, their records, which is always great because you get me going in like November or December. And I feel like I got stuff going on college football. I got an NFL game going on. I got a college basketball game going on. I, I'm just all over the place. I got to get organized. All right. So uh, go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire odds trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. We're also brought to you by run your pool. Yeah. Run your pools, the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect and make every game matter more. Run your pool offers every game you can think of a pick them survivor fantasy pools. And we've actually teamed up with run your pool to host our own SGPN NFL survivor contest. This thing is free to enter. 
If you hop in now to reserve your spot, if you win, you get $500 cash and a $250 gift card to the SGPN store, and it's free to enter. What are you doing, bozos? Hop in now. Sign up today over at uh, play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. All right, we are back talking Blazer football. Gotta key in on the defense because as much as I thought the offense was was good, the defense I feel like has been their bread and butter. Uh, David Reeves, uh, I, I know Will alluded to them uh, him earlier, but 41st in scoring defense a season ago, it's 11th in the nation in rush defense. You might be able to throw the ball a little bit on them, but you ain't running on UAB for first downs unless you know. But even throwing the ball, they're 48th in the nation in pass defense. This defense is really good, charting at 16th in all of college football. Yes, out of 130 teams, they were the 16th best defense statistically. That is fucking amazing, if I may say so. Pardon my French. Uh, But they are breaking in a new D line. That's concerning. I always circle that. When we're going through all these teams, I circle and I go, whoa, okay, offensive line or defensive line, if you're losing, Everybody, it's always a bit concerning. How do you feel about the D line, man? You know, we are going to be replacing a few solid players, but um, that has been the one area that has been a little bit of a question mark in terms of who's you know stepping in and who's going to be you know the new guys. But um, you know, it's there's not <laughs> there's not too many guys that you would really want to build around your defensive line other than Fish McWilliams. Uh Fish has been uh solid for us in the last you know in the last couple of years, but he's been uh you know I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him break through and get some big plays this year. But Isaiah Forte is another guy that I've been hearing a lot about. Uh, and I think they're they're gonna be the solid anchors for the defensive line. Um other than that, uh, it's just gonna be interesting to see who steps in. Um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I I have faith in the the system. Like, I have faith. You saw it when they didn't play football, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was thinking they were gonna look. I I thought they'd be better than their win projection, but I didn't think they would be as good as they were. That's a testament to this program and the way they've been evaluating talent and building up talent. Um, I am concerned when I do any team that loses a defensive line. I'm concerned about that. But if I had to to pick, especially a group of five team. That I trust the development, it would be right there. UAB would right there among the the, the best of them. I would say, um, yeah. linebacking core. They're bringing in Jackson Bratton, a uh, an Alabama transfer. Oh, well, let me tell you something. If you can play football at Alabama, chances are you're going to be a first round draft pick in the NFL. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even have to pay attention. I don't, to, I don't even have to do a deep dive. I'm just like, oh, okay. You got recruited at Alabama. Okay, he's going to be good on this team. Uh, what do you make of the Bratton get? Has he been, has he been impressing in, in camp? I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm excited to see him there. Um, it's, you know, our, our linebacking core has been, uh, probably one of the best in conference USA in the last few seasons. And it doesn't really seem that there's going to be any kind of a slowdown or anything this season. Um, you know, you mentioned Jackson Bratt and he's, he's done really well so far, uh, from what I've heard. And then you add guys like uh, Renard Ellis, who's a transfer from Georgia Southern, and then Noah Wilder, who's just a beast of a human being, and uh, Tyler Taylor and Deshaun Oliver. Those guys have been really solid for us too. So um, I'm really looking forward to this linebacking group. This it, it's not my favorite part of the defense. We'll get to that probably I'm, I'm sure in a minute. But this uh, linebacking unit is great. 
but I love how you just said Noah Wilder is a beast of a human being. My notes right here on this computer says Noah Wilder is an absolute beast for the Blazers, right? <laughs> so I had that actually. <laughs> We're not mm-hmm. sharing documents, people. All right, uh, uh, and then we'll get to the secondary. UAB returns everybody. It seems like everybody yeah. uh, mm-hmm. led by free safety Grayson Cash. Talk to me about the secondary, and it seems like that you've tipped your hand a little bit. That's the unit you're most excited about. Uh, it seems like. Oh yeah, now we you know. I, I hope that our, our defensive line can keep us in games because, um, you know, we are, we should have no problems at all in the secondary. Uh, you know, you mentioned Grayson cash. He had a, uh, I believe it was like a 107 yard interception return for a touchdown last year. Just incredible. And, you know, there's, you look at the list and there's just, you look at the next guy and you're like, God, like he's good. He's good. He's good. You know, will bowler. He had, um, I believe in the scrimmage the other day, he had two interceptions in the scrimmage. He's just everywhere. He's been in the program forever. Uh, Starling Thomas, C.D. Daniels, Colby Dempsey is a redshirt sophomore. I've heard a, a lot of good things about so far. Um, and then you got Grayson Cash and Keandre Swoops, who also have been great for us too. So um, this this secondary might be one of the best, if not the best, in Conference USA. I love it. I love it. Uh, kicker and punter are back too. So if you're in a close game, that's always yeah. big, uh, especially in college football. I feel like. So all in all, fourteen starters back. Um, I, I look from a roster standpoint. I know Clark's gone, but he's handing the keys off in a great situation. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think when I look at the roster, I'll put it like this: If Clark was there, I was like convinced. I was like, oh, you don't even need to play a season. It's UTSA, UAB in the Conference USA championship. You know what I mean? I was like, there's a huge gap, and I still believe there's that gap. It's just a little more of an unknown because I've never seen this guy coach. But. Um, from a roster standpoint, I actually think this UAB team could be better than I think from an offensive standpoint, they might be better than a few years ago, the past few years offensively. Would would you, yeah. would you think that'd be accurate? If we can, if the, you know, if the receiving core on the offense can, can keep, you know, can be consistent. I really feel like we will be just as good as we have been in the last few years, if not better. Yeah. I think um, your quarterback McBride, play might be better, right? Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I like Tyler Johnson a lot when he was here, um, you know, but I'm interested to see what Jacob Zeno does. Um, and obviously we've, I've had a lot of faith in Dylan Hopkins the last couple of years. Um, and I feel like, like I said, he's been, he grew to be a little bit more confident, but uh, you know, I'm the wide receiving core. If, if Ryan Davis can come in and he can um, be that wide receiver too, or, you know, even challenge Shropshire for number <laughs> for number one, that'd be great. I know he's got great hands, but Hopefully, uh, we can have a few guys in the receiving core step up, and we can be pretty balanced. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm excited for you. Um, uh, all right, well, look, I want to talk transfer portal. Then we're going to go on the schedule, and we're going to get to okay. this what we think the Blazers will be. But I got to get us paid one more time. I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today, with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I do. They just passed 4 million users. All right. So this isn't me telling you, Hey, join my friend Steve's fantasy league. No, this is, this is legit. Um, And right now they have a brand new over under game, which is fantastic. You can choose first in any sport. You choose two or more players you like, and you, and you pick the over under on their stat projection. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the amount of money you put in. With NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. So right now on your mobile phone, join our listener group at Sleeper 
uh, at sleeper.com slash SGP at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by trade coffee. Trade coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the the largest source of uh, new growth for them. And get this, it's expert tasted. <laughs> I, I, I need to apply for this job because Trade's got a coffee team that actually taste tests thousands of coffees each week. What a job! Right? I would hate to see the bathroom. Yeah, sweet job. Yeah, I would hate to see the bathroom. But besides <laughs> that, it's a sweet job. Just come in, hey. Hey, Kobe, try this coffee. This is from there. This is from there. What a job. I, I, that's actually a job. I think I wouldn't mess up. I've messed up a lot of jobs in my life, but I don't think, I think I could handle that one. Uh, they even have 450 different kinds of coffee live and ready to ship out to you every single day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. Uh, and trades human powered algorithm is going to find it for you. Look, if you trust online dating, well, you, what are you doing? All right, I, I trust the coffee to, to connect you better than online dating, <laughs> right? So get in over there uh, right now. Trade is offering new subscribers a total of thirty dollars off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com/sgp. That's more than forty cups of coffee for free. Man, I live in Los Angeles. You know how much they charge for a cup of coffee in Los Angeles? It's like twenty-five dollars. It's absolutely ridiculous. Look, that's like saving if you do this. I don't know where you, you folks live out there listening. So I, I get it. You go to another part of the country, you can get a cup of coffee for like a dollar, $3, something like that. But LA, New York, all these like major cities that it's become like part of the, uh, I, Hey, try my coffee. It's an independent coffee, dude. That's like a thousand dollars. So we're going to get you 40 cups of coffee for free. Uh, get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee. They'll love. We're also brought to you by Dave. No, we're not talking about that uncle that keeps ruining Christmases. I'm talking about Dave, a brand new banking app that will help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. I mean, come on, that's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills, whatever, whatever. Because look, we've all been in a spot in life. I can I can tell plenty of stories. All right, I can tell plenty <laughs> of stories in my life where I've I've maybe you know I was young, and I spent a little bit more than I was anticipating. Or something happened. I okay. I, I'll bring up a, a scenario where I, when I first moved here, I started. I was in my twenties. I'm sitting there. Oh, okay. Well, I was kind of living paycheck to paycheck, and all of a sudden, I got this girl giving me some attention. And next thing you know, I'm spending money like I'm friggin' Burt Reynolds or something. And uh, next thing you know, the the first of the month's coming, and I mean, it's a tight squeeze here. Well, guess what? Look, you don't want to be that guy's calling your hey hey calling your brother. Dude, can I, you know, I'm sorry. I went out to the bar last night. Could you loan me $400? No, come <laughs> on. That's embarrassing. And look, that's why Dave can save you, man. Download the Dave app from the app store. That's D A V E sign up for an extra cash account. Get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees. Apply banking provided by evolve member of the FDIC. All right. We are back talking blazer football. I'm excited to go through it. We got Will Harris on the show. Listen to his podcast, Dragons Den podcast for UAB football. Look, even if you're not a UAB fan, if you're if you're if you're you know I don't know La Tech and they're playing, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to know what the enemy's thinking. All right, so come on, check out his podcast. Uh, so here we are. We've gone through the roster, transfer portal wise. You've alluded to some key players. They got Bratton from Bama. They got the kid from Georgia Southern. They got Zeno from Baylor at quarterback. 
I try to look when we were doing this a couple of years ago, I kind of would just brush over the transfer portal. But now, now the transfer portal is like the, like friggin' the four or five freeway on a Friday. I have to talk longer about this because I, I kind of grade it now, almost like you would recruiting, uh, getting those key guys, but you lost Tyler Johnson, who is a veteran quarterback. He goes to the Towson tigers of the FCS. Uh, they lost Antonio Moultrie, who was a beast. He's on now with the Miami hurricanes. And they lost linebacker Christopher Mall to the Washington Huskies and Ray J. Johnson to Troy. Brutal. How are you going to go to Troy? It's right there. Come on. Uh, do you think they did better in the portal or do you think the hits like kind of would you rather have gotten your team back with with those guys? You know, it's it's tough to say. Um, you know, Roger Johnson Sanders was he showed flashes last year of being really solid. Um, it does hurt that he went to Troy of all places because we don't like Troy. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he showed flashes and I was really hoping that he was going to be, you know, as I mentioned, that wide receiver to have him and have uh, Trey Shopshire on, you know, and those guys just be, you know, studs for us and, you know, have no drop off in the passing game. But um, Antonio Moultrie is another one that hurts too, because that guy was just, he was so good, uh, so solid. And, um, Miami's getting a solid player with him. Um, but you know, Tyler Johnson, I feel like he kind of did see the writing on the wall and, you know, I feel like he's going to do well at Towson. He's got a, he's got a great arm, but you know, if, if those guys came back, I feel like we would be, I would feel a little bit more confident, but I feel pretty confident in the guys that we have right now. So it does hurt, but, um, you know, it's, it's next man up mentality. I like it. I like it. I like your answer as a true UAB fan. Very, uh, you should, you should run for office because that was great. (laughs) You said, look, you know, we lost some key guys, but it's the guys we brought in. I love it because that's a, that's how you tell a true fan. You know what I mean? Like the optimism is still going to be there. Uh, Thursday, September 1st, or UAB starts their season against Alabama A and M. We're going to hop into this. If you're watching on YouTube, by the way, first off, subscribe to the College Football Experience. Also, subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. Andy Kennedy doing a great job there. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. And and we're on YouTube as both. All right, so YouTube.com/slash the College Experience. Check us out. Been doing this for years, uh, going through all these teams. Uh, but the win total is at eight and a half. If you're watching, shout out to the good TCE people that uh, the behind the scenes crew that drew up this awesome graphic for us. Um, Alabama A and M comes in game one, Alabama A and M lost Akil glass. If you watch FCS football, that quarterback was really good. Um, I'm expecting, I mean, I would have taken UAB to beat him last year, but I'm still saying Akil glass was a very good, like a top five FCS quarterback and he's gone. So I expect UAB to have no problem at uh, protective stadium. How about you? You're good there. Yeah. I mean, I know that they've got a couple of solid players, um, you know, got him to Gary Quarles and Abdul Rahim, uh, Ibrahim. I think I can't remember his name exactly, but I know they've got a couple of solid players, but I know that they're going to be replacing basically their entire defensive, you know, their entire defense, um, everything, but, uh, and they were not that great defensively last year anyway. So uh, I feel like this should be a, hopefully a good tune up game for us and we'll be a, uh, able to roll through them pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. I'm thinking the same, you know, I mean, uh, losing glass glass was a difference maker. A lot of their it wins really last year. Yeah. He was a, he was a very good football player. Like I'm, I don't think he got drafted. He got drafted. Or not. I'm trying to remember if he got drafted or not, but 
Either way, I expect I him think to he's be a free agent. I, I would not be surprised if you see him in one of these other, like the USFL or the XFL or the uh, CFL, because mm-hmm. I think he's a talented quarterback. Um, uh, well, next up, you got a big one here, and it's funny. We had a debate on our show. We, we see we went through, we cover all angles. We we've already pre-gamed every week of the season, starting back in April, um, and we got into some arguments about this next game. Uh, so Liberty. Uh, came down to, to, to Birmingham and, and dealt you a bad L last year, right? In the season yeah. opener or the, that new stadium opener, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and Malik Willis is now a Tennessee Titan. They also lost some other players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think their best defensive lineman transferred to, was it, was it Baylor or AM? AM. He went to AM. Uh, so now you get a chance to return the favor. You come up to Williams Stadium in Lynchburg, Virginia. Now, Charlie Brewer is the new quarterback. At Liberty, this guy is like forty-five years old. He's like Chris Winkie two point <laughs> He's please. I feel like he's co- he's been a quarterback at every school in the nation at some point, you know. But he comes in. That's a very experienced guy. Now he's completely different than Malik Willis. He's kind of a game manager, you know. But he's had success in college football. Yes, he struggled at Utah last year, but go back like three years ago, four years ago at Baylor, they went to the Big Twelve Championship, almost knocked off Oklahoma when they had Matt Rule. Charlie Brewer was their quarterback. I've had a hard time forecasting this game because I said UAB is the better team, but I'll be honest. When I was forecasting that also with Bill Clark, now it's a trickier spot. I want to say UAB is the better team here because of what Liberty lost, but it is on the road. What do you make of this game? You know, it's 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 this can be a toss up, I think, but I will say. Just as you've mentioned it, it's everything you've said has been pretty on point from what I've seen. They are going to be replacing a lot on defense, but um, their their D line will be strong. Um, I know that they're pretty deep at running back, and they've got some solid receivers. Uh, Malik Willis <laughs> is not somebody that you really ever want to mention around the UAB fan base because that guy just destroyed us last year. Um, it just seemed like any time that we got back in the backfield, he slipped out, and it was it was it was it was over with. But um, I know that as you mentioned Brewer and I know they've got a Kadon Salter and a couple of other guys, uh, Jonathan Bennett that are going to be going for that starting spot. So um, it's going to be a dogfight for us, but I think one possible measuring game for us could be that the fact that they played Lib- uh, Liberty plays at Southern Miss the week before our form, our former conference foe. But um, I feel like that could be kind of a game that we can keep an eye on and see, okay, this is, this might be how we measure up against them. But I do think we, are the slightly better team, but being that first game on the road, it's going to be tough. So, yeah. And I think it's a critical game uh, because I like the way your schedule aligns. Like if you're able to get this dub in mm-hmm. a William stadium, which by the way, those fans actually show up to that stadium too. I mean, yeah. that, that's not like going to, to take on, you know, some, some of these other schools where it's like half empty, their fans actually show up there. Um <sighs> Look, if I had to set a line, I would say Liberty by a field goal just because of the trip, the road trip. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um I think it's a winnable game and I think it's pretty pretty key probably on that number. Week 3, they get the Georgia Southern Eagles. Now they're abandoning the run option attack. Uh Clay Helton comes in. Look, um I grew up on the East Coast. I've been out here in LA. I I, I got to see Clay Helton teams a lot. I was perplexed a little bit at the higher because at USC, in my opinion, it's not that hard to win, right? 
His team's Tim. always, in my opinion, always penalized. Always pre- seemed like they weren't prepared to me. Um, and just uh, so I, I just questioned like he brought in the air raid. I'm like, you don't need to do the air raid when you're USC. You know what I mean? I thought like, I don't know. I just have I have wonders about him as a as a head football coach. So I think you roll Georgia Southern in Birmingham. How about you? Well, you know, it is going to be. Um, it, I feel like it's going to be an adjustment adjustment for their, you know, their existing players that they are bringing back, um, switching from a triple option to an air raid. So, but I know that they brought in some solid players, um, especially uh, Buffalo transfer. Uh, I know Van, his last name is Van Trees. Yeah, 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 the quarterback. The quarterback. Yeah. Um, so he's got a lot of experience, and that should help. But um, you know, I feel like their air raid. Um, potential uh, against our secondary is going to be a fun matchup, but I, I like us in this one. Uh, interesting fact about this game: <laughs> their new uh, offensive coordinator is our former uh, quarterback Brian Ellis. So it should be a uh, an interesting coming home for him. But um, you know, I, I do think we can take this one pretty, you know, not easily, but I would say I feel pretty confident about this one. Oh yeah, I'll say it for you. You're gonna take it easily. All right, <laughs> uh, come at me, Southern fans. Uh, you get a bye week and then you head to Rice Stadium. Now Rice is in kind of a str- like I already did the Rice preview, folks. If you listen to it, I was on the under. Bloomgren's coaching for his job there, it so there is that angle. And uh, you know, I know uh, my brother who was on the show was saying he's kind of high on Rice this year. I don't know what he sees. I think uh, I don't know what what he sees that makes him that convinces him that. Uh, I got UAB taking down rice at Wright stadium. Uh, how about yourself? I know it's on the road. It's in Houston. It's probably going to be really hot considering it's still, uh, you know, this time of year, but I know you guys lost to rice last year. So that's gonna, maybe that's what NC. That's what my brother probably saw, but um, revenge. It's going to happen oh, yeah. here. It's going to happen here. No, Liberty. I'm, I'm not sold on this one's going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I think that we've got uh I, I guess it's, I don't know if the players are doing it, the coaches are doing it, but uh, personally, I, I hope that we're on a revenge tour this year, getting, getting Liberty back and getting rice back, especially, um, you know, they stunned us last year. Bloomgren, I think is, is kind of an underrated coach. I feel like he is um, he's, he's done, you know, he knows what he's, he's got and the talent he's got, but um, they ran the clock on us so badly last year. I felt like we were never going to get the ball back and have a chance, but we had a uh, we had an opportunity too late, and we had a penalty that cost us the game basically. So um, they don't have a ton of drop off in terms of losing talent this year. But um, I know they got a pretty rough start right before us. They got USC, Louisiana, and Houston, so they they might be a little roughed up heading up against us. So and um, you know we're coming off of a bye week, so I feel like we've got a really good opportunity to hopefully roll them. So three and one or four and zero oh through basically the first four games on UAB's schedule, first five weeks of college football. Then you get homecoming against Rick Stock still in Middle Tennessee. Now this one, I'll be honest, I always have the hardest time forecasting Middle Tennessee. They're a very yeah. strange team to me. The years that I think they're going to be terrible, which to let you know, I was on the under in Middle Tennessee on our podcast. But normally, I'm always wrong on this team. So. Yeah, Stockstill, I think, is a really decent coach. And it's funny, if you talk to Middle Tennessee fans, they can't stand him. But uh, I don't understand why. I think he gets the maximum out of his roster. And I think you guys are going to be fine against Middle Tennessee. But for some reason, I, I, I never have a good pulse on the Blue Raiders. You feel good about this game? 
I do with it being at home. You know, we we haven't played them since the 2018 Conference USA title game. So uh, it's going to be a fun challenge. Um, I, I don't know if I speak for a lot of UAB fans, but we we kind of, uh, middle is one of our closer Conference USA, especially now, one of our closer Conference USA foes. So um, we kind of looked at them in a basketball term against, you know, we kind of looked at them as a Memphis, you know, our old rival. But, um, you know, football-wise, you know, I'm happy to see them back on the schedule again. Um, hopefully it should be a fun game for us. But I know they're going to be replacing basically their entire offensive line. On the other side, though, their defensive line is one of the best in the conference. But um, their quarterback situation is going to be a question. So um, hopefully they'll still be figuring that out by the time they play us. But I do think that we have the talent to get it done. Yes, I I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, so four and one or potentially five and oh, then you get the you're still at home here. You get the Charlotte 49ers, Will Healy. I think it's a big year for Will Healy because I know everyone was high on him. I know he had some success at Austin P when they were horrible before he got there. Uh, Chris Reynolds, super senior quarterback. feel like he's been in college for 30 years too, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, that offense is good. The problem is, is the defense going to be able to stop anybody. That was their problem a season ago. I guess with the offense, it's always a little bit of a scary game when you have a, a, a quarterback that experience, but I still think you're going to be too physical for the 49ers. Yeah, you know their 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 offense is going to be solid. Um, as you mentioned, Chris Reynolds, he's got a ton of experience, and then Victor Tucker is one of the best wide receivers. You know, I think in in G five, he is a, he's a great receiver, and he's been there for a while. Um, I think they're going to catch somebody off guard this season. I don't know who, and I hope it's not us. But um, I know they're going to be working on their linebacking unit, and their defensive line is going to be um, you know in question a little bit, but. Um, I, in doing some research, I, uh, I found out that Will Healy is actually four and thirteen away from their home uh, field in his career. So I think that continues. I think we get the win here. Um, I feel pretty good about it. Wow! Wow! That's a great nugget right there. Uh, yeah, I got you winning that one too. So that what sets us up at uh, I think I think you have them six and zero. Oh. I have them five and one, uh, maybe six and zero. Oh. Uh, then they head to Bowling Green, Kentucky, and uh, this is a Friday night game. I love. Hey, please give us more weekday games. I enjoy weekday games. I know for the fans, sometimes it's easier to go on a Saturday. <laughs> I still yeah. think there's a, there there's enough. There's 131 teams, guys. We can figure this out. We want more weekday games. Um, they head to Bowling Green, Kentucky. This is a tough game. Uh, obviously, Western Kentucky though lost a ton just just in the past week. Jared Deggy, the West Virginia quarterback. Via Bowling Green once again, he's pulling a Charlie Brewer, stopping by, and now he's at Troy. Uh, he he was not named starting quarterback, so he bounces out to Troy. Uh, the starting quarterback, I believe, is a North, not is it North West Florida? Florida, West Florida, yeah, West Florida transfer. They lose Bailey Zappi, they lose Zach Kitley, they lose a couple of their wideouts to the pros, they lose a wideout to Penn State. The, the I feel like they're replacing a lot. It is Clay Helton's brother. I already talked bad about Clay Helton. Uh, <laughs> maybe I, I actually think he's the better coach uh, between the two. What do you make of this game? It's obviously on the road, and their fans actually show up to this one too. What do you make of this one? You know, the last time we went out there was uh, I was there, and it was a rough, rough game for us. We threw a ton of interceptions, and um, that still has a little bad, little bit of bad taste in my mouth, but. I do feel like Tyson Hilton is a, is a good coach. Um, as you mentioned, losing Bailey Zappi is hard, but 
Um, in their style of offense, they can make an average quarterback look fantastic. Um, I know they lost a lot of skill position guys, but um, defensively, I know they're going to be really strong. That's that's what I've been hearing. Um, and this game is going to be tough for us. Um, I With it being Friday night, I hope that doesn't have any kind of a weird vibe or anything for us. But um, I think it's going to come down to if our offense can be consistent. Um, I think our secondary is going to help with their passing game. And I feel like we can, we could definitely go in there and win it. We just got to play the right, the way that we're capable of playing. Yeah. And you got back to back away. Cause you go at, I think this is a pretty tough back to back away stretch. Cause FAU is supposed to be good from a recruiting standpoint. We'll see if Taggart can make that happen. Once again, most penalized team at Oregon, Willie Taggart, when he was there, number one in the nation, he goes to Florida state, number one in the nation. He goes to FAU. Not number one, but top five. There's, there's something there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm gonna say you go one and one in that stretch. I'm gonna say someone bites you. You know, this is this is kind of one that I'm not gonna say that we're looking ahead um, to the next game, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, this game kind of has a trap game feel. We are one and three down there all time. Uh, you know, playing against uh, Florida Atlantic, and I know. Perry was not super great against this last year coming up to UAB, but um, we looked pretty good against them last year, but uh, their offensive line is going to be strong. I know they're super athletic. Um, they had a fairly strong defense last year, but I know they're going to be, uh, this is probably going to be Tiger's best team that he's had since he's been there. So hopefully we are looking, looking, hopefully we aren't looking ahead to UTSA. Hopefully we get down there and we handle business, but um, you know, that could be, a, you know, one of those two, as you mentioned, Western Kentucky or Florida Atlantic is going to be uh, a potential sneak game for us. Yeah, I think I think you get bit there because the UTSA game, obviously, there's a human element to football. I think everyone's going to be looking at this. Even I am from the preseason saying, hey, I think these are the top two teams in the CUSA. Uh, obviously, last year, my brother will bring this up nonstop. How did you not go for it on fourth down when you needed an inch? Uh, uh, I don't, I don't mean to bring it up, man. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to bring it up, but UTSA comes in this time. They're not in the Alamo dome, that filthy stadium. The San Antonio Spurs used to play in. All right. This one's in the brand new stadium, protective stadium. Talk to me about this game. Is this, is this, a, 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 are you guaranteeing a dub here? I'm not guaranteeing a dub <laughs> on this one, man. I, I, I love my Blazers, and I, I know I might get some catch some flack from Blazer faithful for not immediately saying that this is going to be a W. But this is this is going to be one that's going to be a dogfight for us. We, you know, losing sincere McCormick for UTSA is tough, but um, Frank Harris is a great or a great quarterback for them, uh, and I know they've got a ton of talent at wide receiver. Um, guys that I feel like could even, you know, start at the Power Five level. Those guys are just. They got some solid receivers. Um, you know, I know they're going to be bringing back basically their entire offensive line too. So their offense is going to be just as good. And they got Traylon um, Smith from Arkansas at running back. Yeah. I mean, look, since mm-hmm. McCormick was fantastic, but I remember watching Arkansas games being, Hey, that Traylon Smith kid's good. And now, yeah. uh, so I mean, I don't know. Defense. I, What's defensively, that? I know they're not going to be as strong They're You know, they're only returning five guys from what I saw, but um, I think one other big thing for us is they're going to be coming off of a bye week, so they're going to have an extra week of pre- preparation going into this. So it's going to be even closer than I think. Um, 
I think we had the benefit of playing at home last year. Playing at the Alamo Dome was huge for them. Their crowd is was unreal. Um, props to UTSA fans, but um, this one's gonna be a brawl. You're talking, dude. You're talking me into UTSA over here. I feel like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, because they the the bye week is huge because you guys are coming off back to back away. <sighs> All right. Mm. I'll say you lose Florida Atlantic, you beat UTSA. If 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 you beat Florida Atlantic, I think you lose to UTSA. How about that? How about that? I don't want to say I agree, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do see, man. I here's one other thing about the UTA or UAB that I have always seen. Uh before last season, we had gotten a little bit better at it, but there always seems to be one game that kind of sneaks up on us and we don't anticipate getting a, a loss, but it happens. Last year it was Rice. Um, so this year I feel like it could be a Western Kentucky or Florida Atlantic. UTSA, I feel like yeah. is it's that's a that's a true toss up game for real. I agree. Look, the UTSA game is my sling game of the year for the Blazers. Guys, it's college football season, which means you need the unbeatable coverage of Sling TV starting at $35 a month. Sling has all the big games on the biggest channels like ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN3, SEC Network, ACC Network, Fox, the Big Ten Network, all for the best price. You could stream it on any device, record up to 50 hours with included DVR space. You could pause or change your service at any time. Check out sling.com for special offer sling the live TV. You love for a price you'll love. Try us today. Yeah. That's the, that, that's the game of the year, man. That's easily the game of the year. I know the next one, Seth Latrell. Look, Mike Leach is a friend of ours here. He's been on the show a bunch. Seth Latrell used to be a fullback for Mike Leach at Oklahoma and Mike Leach almost upset. Uh, uh, Nebraska, or I'm sorry, Texas. When they were they were in the Red River Shootout, and he and he had a uh, Mike Leach had an idea of dropping a fake playbook, but he had to have a player do it. Oh yeah, I so yes, yeah, so <laughs> he did that, and Texas grabbed the playbook, thinking, and and OU went up to a, a 21 nothing lead, and they could they ended up not hanging on, but it one of my favorite stories ever is like Mike Leach purposely wrote up a f- a fake playbook for four or five days. Uh, you know, and then was trying to find plays that would find the opposite side of the field. It was just, it was fantastic. But anyway, so I'm, I'm a Latrell guy based off that story alone. They ruined UAB or UTSA season last year, not UAB's protective stadium. I do think North Texas might be better than what we think. I still got, if this was in Denton, I would say, watch out. But I think in, in, uh, in Birmingham, I'm taking the blazers. Yeah. I mean, we, we rolled them last year, but it was early. I feel like they got a little better over the course of the season. But I know that their offensive line is probably the best in Conference USA. Uh, defensive line is going to be a struggle for them. I feel like they're going to be replacing a lot of guys. Um, their big question mark that, from what I've seen, is at quarterback, and that's not probably the thing that you want to have a question mark at. It's but, true. Uh, Austin Ani is uh, he started for them last year and he struggled. Um, so I feel like uh, they're going to have some threats offensively. I know that they kind of are in a running back by committee kind of phase right now, but. Uh, if they can be consistent on offense, they can hang with folks, but defensively, they've just got to be able to hold teams to get an upset win. But I feel like we can, we'll, we can win this one. They lost, they lost two of their best defensive players. The uh, Murphy brothers transferred out to UCLA. Mm -hmm. That was a brutal, brutal transfer portal loss for, for, uh, for the mean green. Yeah. You win this one and then comes, Oh, Oh man. What if I told you folks, Okay, they're heading to Baton Rouge. I've been to Baton mm-hmm. Rouge. Great college football environment. I uh, one of the best in all of the nation. However, 
What if I told you folks, these teams have only played twice and the series is one to one. All right. <laughs> and this is since the year 2000 folks, this isn't some oh, yeah. game from 1910. I'm quoting this is in the year 2000. The blazers went into Baton Rouge and knocked off the LSU tigers, 13, 10. Now the second time they played them, LSU got a little revenge, but Hey, yeah. Hey, there's a chance. Brian Kelly with this. Hold on. Do I need to queue up? Do I need to queue up? Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is a great way to get started. And I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night Arrogant. to be a tiger. I'm here with my family. All right. He's there with his family. What a great way UAB could pull the upset. Come on. Look, obviously I think we're going to take LSU, but um, there's a little blood in the water. There's a lot of offensive line concerns. I got some pals that cover LSU. They say they have some offensive line concerns, the quarterback situation. Obviously, Brennan just uh, retired or whatever you want to call it. I uh, still, she still got to cash in on all that NIL money because you don't have to return it, which is what a what a <laughs> great play, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Kane's chicken is like, what the hell? We just gave this guy eighty grand. Uh, <laughs> anyway, any, I, I, I think they could give him a game, man. You, you know, this is this is one game that I've. I've told myself uh, if things if, if the stars are aligning, I'm 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 definitely going to be down there in Baton Rouge. Oh, that's um, such a great town, dude. <laughs> I know that they're bringing in a ton of new guys. They lost a ton of guys to the roster turnover. It's just it's it's probably one of the biggest in college football. But you know, Brian Kelly's a solid coach. It's just going to be can they you know can they get into a, a rhythm and can they get into a good bowl game this year? Um, I know that their defensive line has been kind of their backbone. Uh, they're they're really strong, and that's going to be a tough challenge for us, especially because that's kind of our bread and butter. But um, you know, it, and it's, it, in terms of talent, you, you can't get much better than Keishon Butte, their wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, it's, it's you possible, never say dude. never. It's possible. Yeah, it happened before. Never. I just gave you proof. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. it happened before. I'm going to be the biggest UAB Blazer fan in the country. Come uh, well, besides you, uh, <laughs> on November nineteenth, I can't wait for that one. Look, so that puts us at this number. I have them. This will be their third loss for me, uh, mm-hmm. and the number's eight and a half. There's one game left now. By the way, Vegas, the juice is actually going towards eight and four. Like Las Vegas is basically saying, uh, let me let me make sure the. So the overs at plus one hundred five, the under, the unders at min, minus one twenty five. So they're they're basically saying they think that UAB is going to go eight and four. That would mean though that they either lose a game that we didn't see coming or they lose here in Ruston. That is a tough return spot though. Cuz I will say this, if if LSU beats you down, it's like that stat with Alabama. Uh now I know Alabama's a different completely different animal than LSU, but uh there's that stat of like the teams that play Bama the, the next week Mm-hmm. You know, it's I don't even know that number off the top of my head, but I know that's a ridiculous stat. So you always got to worry about the body blows going up against LSU and then coming back back around. Now I know you're playing; it's not Skip Holtz, it's the Air Raid, but still, it is a little bit concerning, I guess. It, you know, if you if you have a pl- few players get dinged up in that LSU game, that you have to turn around and go back to Louisiana to uh, to 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 Ruston and take on La Tech, who I think is one of the true enigmas of the uh, of the CUSA. 
I kind of think they're more talented. Last year they lost on a crazy hail Mary to SMU. They should have beaten Mississippi State. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I actually think Skip Holtz kind of got a raw deal. I think he should have been probably retained. But what are you doing here? I know they're rivals here, so I don't want to say. But I, I, I'm taking UAB. But I think you might get more than you bargained for in Rustin. Yeah, we've um, you know, we've we've had their number in the last four or five. You know, we I believe we've won four of the last five games against them, but. Um, Rustin is, uh, they've got a great fan base and I know that they're going to be, you know, they don't really like us and we don't really love them either, but, Beautiful. um, they're going to be, uh, <laughs> that's going to be a, a challenging game for us. Um, you know, I'm, I kind of look back to the 2018 season we played, um, we played, I believe it was Texas A&M the second to last game of the year. And then we go to middle Tennessee and middle Tennessee throttled us. Uh, and then we, you know, of course, a week later we get back at them, but, um, hopefully we don't have a similar situation here. I know, as you mentioned, a lot, a lot of techs under a new coach, Sonny Cumbie, um, he's going to be trying out the air raid. Um, they've got a, a really, really talented player in smoke Harris. He's going to be solid for them. And they've got a, a, uh, an LSU wide receiver transfer too. So, um, if they can get the air raid going, that could be dangerous. Um, I feel like our secondary is going to be a good uh, challenge for them. So I feel like we can get the win. Um, but I feel like it's going to be close. Uh, I agree with that whole assessment. I I do find it that that game might be sleepy dangerous to me out of the yeah. whole schedule. Um, but uh, and you got to think the air raid will be clicking a lot more in November twenty sixth than than any other time yeah. you can phase phase them. But mm-hmm. uh, I I got UAB in a close one. I'm on the over nine and three. Let's go Blazers. You got them twelve and zero. Let's go right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh guys, everyone, guys, girls, anyone, all right? Uh, check out Will Harris. Uh check out the Dragons Den podcast. Like I said, even if you're a La Tech fan and you're like, "Oh, I hate UAB." You're still going to want to get some intel, right? You're going to want to get that intel, that nugget uh about the how to beat uh, your rivals, all right? So hop on in and check that podcast out. Give them a follow on Twitter at Dragons Den E F E L. Uh, I appreciate you hopping on will. And uh, look uh, folks, like I said, subscribe, check them out. I'm going to have you back for some, some game previews when the season's on folks, subscribe to the college football experience. We're on, uh, like I said, any platform you can listen to podcasts at the college basketball experience. Same thing. I even host the college baseball experience with Noah Beenick. So if you're a college baseball guy, check it out. Uh, YouTube, we're on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash the college experience. Check that out. Also all of our feeds. All right sports gambling podcast. We just had Pat McAfee on the show. Check out that episode. We had Phil Steele come on the show and talk college football with us. Check out that show. Um, and all of our feeds. If you, if you get the SGPN app from the app store, or Google play store, uh, it's free to download. You'll have access to all of our shows, all of our articles. So please do that. And also the discord channel. That's one of my favorite things to do. Look, I grew up in a household of like 10, 10 or 15 people in my household at all times. So like watching sports, <laughs> was nonstop. My uncle would be sitting there. He'd have action on the game. You know, my brother would just be, you know, we're just kids, but all, all of us would be watching these games. We weren't betting on them, but at the time, but my point is, is that I missed that. Now I'm married. I just have a cat and a dog. My wife doesn't care about sports. She's in the other room. I missed that connection. So even if I uh, don't have money on, you know, obviously the games I do have money on, but also if it's just a regular game, I'm just, I, I, I love sports. I want to see, uh, you know, so I miss that connection. So what do I do? Oh, what a great catch by UAB's uh, uh, Shropshire. Oh man, 
did anyone else see that? My wife's no, she, I didn't see it. So I, I hop in the discord and I'm like, did you see, see that catch by the UAB wideout? All right. Check out sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. And it's any sport you can think of. Cause we have so many different feeds. People cover sports. I mean, it could be like a sumo wrestling matchup in Japan. I'm sure we could find you, uh, you know, someone in there that's watching the thing. Hop in there. It's a lot of fun, folks. Appreciate you. If you can go to iTunes, give us a five star review. We'd certainly appreciate it too. And if you do that, take a screenshot. Find me on Twitter uh, at the Colby D. Our show, the College Football Experience, on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Show us that screenshot. We're going to enter you in a David Stern like raffle where you're guaranteed to win. All right, folks, this is the college football experience, UAB Blazer style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Oh, well, well, I don't get <laughs> the ring, the head cold, but they're counting down 765. Get my limousine! Ride on 85! Get my Learjet! Woo! And take off! Coaching, our, we're our, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in the second half. It sucked. Stop. I moved my back. What do you mean by that? Your back is broken. What's uh, a vertebrae or, or what's uh, spinal? Spinal.